I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and it's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to get to know your foe here in week number three. This time, it's the Indianapolis Colts, which is awesome for me because this was an easy one. I knew exactly who to talk to. My good buddy who's been on the show numerous times and is always one of my favorite people to talk to, George Bremer of CNHI Sports and the Herald Bulletin in Anderson, Indiana. Thanks so much for coming back on the show, man. Really appreciate it buddy no i love coming back it's been, it's been too long you know i feel like uh april or, or i guess it would have been march uh when we were talking during the combine that feels like 10 years ago i mean <laughs> at this point um you know we've been through a couple decades since then so great to be back I think it's fair to say that a few things have happened since the last time we spoke on the podcast, George. And one of those things, unfortunately for the Colts, is Malik Hooker is out for the season. And as I talked about the other day on the show, I think this probably means the end of his career as an Indianapolis Colt. This is really sad because he always was good when he played, but he just couldn't stay on the field. Talk to me a little bit about what that injury is going to mean for the matchup and how the Colts are going to replace him this Sunday. Yeah, they've had a couple tough injuries. This one's right there at the top of it. Uh, non-contact, too. I mean, it happened on the safety. He's, he's back. You know, he's in single high coverage. He's probably 20 yards away from the play. And, and if you watch, uh, there's a couple clips of the All-22 out there. 
if you watch, he's just kind of coming in, breaking, you know, realizing that, that the play is broken down. He's coming in to see if he can, can do anything. He never gets Steven, I think maybe the 15 yard line. And then you see him just kind of pop up on one leg. And, and that was it. That was the uh, Achilles tendon injury. And, um, you know, he's done for the year. And as you said, I, I think it's tough because every time he's been out there, he, he's been a guy that's been a leader for this team. He's a guy that, that other teams tend to shy away from for the most part. Uh, you know, don't really want to try to throw in his neighborhood if you can avoid it. Um, and now I think, again, uh, along the same lines as what happened with Marlon Mack, it's really on a personal level for him, it's, it's a really big blow because he's in a contract year. And so, you know, he's hoping to come out, have a healthy season, show some of that athleticism and playmaking ability he had at Ohio State, and now it's gone. Uh, you know, he's done. Um, he's going to have to rehab the rest of the year. He's going to go into pre-agency. Probably not. I can't imagine it'll be at hundred percent from Achilles at the time that he'd be doing visits and things. And he's got to go and, and convince another team to, to take a chance on him. And it, it's just, it's one of those things that just from a pure business standpoint, it sucks, you know, to, to see that happen to a guy, um, in a contract year, it's terrible. Frank Reich mentioned it. Um, you know, I think the whole locker room feels for him. That being said, they may, they may have gotten a little lucky here. Um, Chris Ballard does a pretty good job of, of kind of thinking one or two steps ahead most of the time. He drafted a kid in the third round named Julian Blackman out of Utah, uh, who every every U at the Combine was talking about what leadership that, that kid had and what a blow it was to them when he went down during the, the Pac-12 championship game. They, of course, lost to Oregon. Uh, got an ACL tear there. Ballard kept saying that this kid – was fully healthy. He'd have gone in the second round. They think that they stole him. Uh, there was a lot of kind of puzzlement here on, you know, why are you taking an injured safety? You've got Kari Willis. You've got Malik Hooker. What's the deal here? Blackman has still, he did, he wasn't full today. He still hasn't had a full NFL practice, hasn't participated in a full NFL practice yet. Uh, but he came out there on Sunday against the Vikings. He was instantly around the ball, made a tackle, separators from the ball, ended up, tipping a ball that got intercepted by Willis. Uh, it just looked like he's got all the instincts that, that you want. Now, obviously, you talk about small sample sizes. Uh, I think he played 63% of the snaps on, on Sunday. There's a chance he'll start. If not him, it'll be George Odom, uh, who's been a playmaker for them in, in most of the opportunity he's got. Had a really good game against the Chiefs last year. Uh, so I think it's something that they'll survive from a football standpoint. Uh, it's obviously not what they would have chosen to, to have happen, but you know, it's football. This is what happens, right? You lose somebody every year. Uh, I just think it's a bigger loss from a personal standpoint for Hooker because, you know, he's a guy who was poised to, to kind of get that, that big money next year, and now he's probably going to have to sign a prove-it deal somewhere and, and start all over again. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. George, you mentioned Marlon Mack, who's going to be out for this game. Where else are the Colts going to be shorthanded? What are they looking at injury-wise? Yeah, Mack's done for the year as well. Same thing. Achilles on on a catch. He had a three-yard reception against the Jaguars, and, and he's done for the year. Uh, the other big injury, really, for the Colts, there's two. Um, Paris Campbell went down on the second play against the Vikings. Uh, he's another guy who's been snake-bit throughout his career. Had a great game against Jacksonville, nine catches uh, or nine targets, six catches for 71 yards. Uh, really started to show some of that that speed and, and ability that, that the Colts thought they got with him in the second round last year. Seemed like a really good fit with Philip Rivers because he's a guy, you know, get him the ball in space and, and let him make plays. And I think that's one of the things that, that Rivers can still do really well, even at his advanced age. Um, but now, you know, they, they got to move on without him. No idea how long he's going to be out. It's an MCL and a PCL injury for him. Uh, so right now it's indefinite. He went on IR today uh, so you, or yesterday. So you figure that's at least three weeks. Uh, we'll see how long that, that goes. But I think they're going to have to replace him by committee. Uh, Zach Pascal will be the designated guy on, on the depth chart. But you see more Michael Pittman, the rookie, who ended up playing 92% of the snaps on Sunday. Uh, you'll see there's some talk about Naheem Hines lining up out there, the running back. Uh, he may go into the slot a little bit. I think they may even use Mo Ali Cox there a little bit, who kind of had a breakout game at, at tight end against the Vikings. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they do that, but they're not going to be able to – there's nobody else on the roster who can replicate that 4-3 speed that, that Campbell brought to the table. So they're going to have to do some different things there and, and try to find some, some different ways to, to, to deal with that. The other one is Jack Doyle. Uh, he missed the Vikings game as well, going to be out at least – this week, and, and we'll see going forward there. He's dealing with ankle and knee injuries. And, of course, Mo Alley-Cox came out and had a five-catch, 111-yard day on, on Sunday that made the Colts feel a little bit better there. But Doyle's a guy that his hands and everything this offense does from, you know, third down catches to uh, just getting out there, getting his nose in and, and making blocks. He, he's a guy that, that they miss when he's not out there. 
George, no Paris Campbell and no Marlon Mack. I assume this means we're going to see a lot of Jonathan Taylor, who looked really good last week, the rookie out of Wisconsin. I've got questions about the passing game, considering what you said about Paris Campbell. But first, let's talk about the running game. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's a pretty good chance that Taylor's going to get a lot of carries, and they're going to be relying on the offensive line to help him grind out yards, right? Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest differences between the, the opener they lost to Jacksonville and then the game against the Vikings last week. Uh, the Colts kind of got away from their identity down in Jacksonville. Not really 100% sure why. You know, Frank Wright kind of talked about they sort of they got hot early throwing the ball and they sort of leaned into that. And I think Rivers ended up throwing 49 passes, 45 passes, something like that. A number that they're really not going to be comfortable with for, for most of the year. Then they came out. Uh, and exactly the opposite against the Vikings. I think they had 11 carries in the first quarter alone. Uh, Taylor ended up with 26 carries, 101 yards. I think that's that's what this team, ultimately, that's going to be the meat and potatoes for this team. They want to run behind that big physical offensive line. You got Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly do a great job there in the middle. Mark Lewinsky's underrated, I think, as a run blocker. He has his problems at times in pass protection, but he's another bulldozer for them in there in that interior and, and they're just going to try to lean on people. Uh, you know, and Taylor fits that kind of perfectly. He's got home run speed. If, if he gets a crease, he's somebody you got to worry about in that, that regard too. But he's also not afraid to go out there and, and be that workhorse kind of running back and just, you know, ram into the other defense line. Did it for three years at Wisconsin. And it looked very similar on Sunday against the Vikings. And I think that, it's a way to kind of take some of the load off that passing game to, to let that, that chemistry continue to build. But it's also just playing to the strength of this football team. Now let's talk a little bit about the passing game. The deep shots are probably not going to be as plentiful as they would have been if Paris Campbell was in the lineup. But Phillip Rivers from week one to week two seemed to find a stride a little bit. You knew it was going to take him some time to get acclimated after being in San Diego slash L.A. his entire career. Now he's with a completely different offense, completely different scheme, all of that. How did he progress from week one to week two? Yeah, you know, I think that you're starting to see him get a little more comfortable. I think one of the big reasons why he was so attractive to Indianapolis and, and maybe not in some other areas uh, was because Frank Reich spent three years with him out there in California. And then Nick Sirianni had been there five years with him. Uh, Sirianni was the wide receivers coach here with also quarterbacks coach for a year. And then also Jason Michael, who's a tight ends coach here in, in Indy, was the tight ends coach with Chargers for, I think, three or four years as well. And all three of those guys were there during Reich's three years there, they were all there together. Uh, and I think that helped. When, when Rivers came in, he said there were some some nuances, obviously, some things that, that Frank had added during his time in Philadelphia that, that they didn't necessarily use or didn't emphasize as much with the Chargers. Uh, but for the most part, it was a system that, that he knew pretty well. And especially because Sirianni had been there as the receivers coach, here as the offensive coordinator, a lot of the routes were run the way they run the routes. So, it really was a situation where Rivers during the offseason is watching on video and, and he's recognizing things that, that look very familiar to him. So I think that was a big help. And, and I think, you know, it, it's no real secret, even when Luck was healthy in, in 2018 and running this offense, Reich really wants this to be a quick, you know, get rid of the ball, short passing game, uh, death by a thousand paper cuts kind of attack. Um, they will take their shots once the defense kind of comes up and, and gets sick of that. 
but if you kind of lay back the whole day, they'll just go ahead and throw those five to seven yard plays. Hope they break one or two of them. Uh, that's where Paris Campbell really was, was such a big part of this offense because he did so good at, at you know, getting a miss, beating his guy and then beating a guy at the second level and turning a five to seven yard pass into a 25 yard gain. I don't know if that guy's on the roster right now uh, who can, who can replicate that. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, obviously still a, a dangerous receiver, but he's 30, you know, he's still, he's not going to be the every down kind of threat that he was. I think he only played about 56% of the snaps. I want to say something like that on Sunday. Uh, and it had a big drop. And I think that's, Early on, that's one of the concerns for the Colts. Uh, he had two late in the game in Jacksonville, one on the final offensive play as they're trying to go down and, and tie the game potentially there. And then early on Sunday against the Vikings, there was a 44-yard bomb, really the, the only deep really the only deep ball they threw all night. Perfectly placed, hit it right hands, dropped it in the end zone only the second time in 67 career uh, end zone targets that he's dropped past according to ESPN. But there was some mitigating circumstances. The roof was open. The sun, it was at that time of day where the sun was right above him. He had to look back into it. Reich said that's right now, that's what they're, they're kind of writing that off. People will see. It's one of those things where, uh, you know, until you see that, that big play again from him, you got to wonder if it's there. And so I think the passing game is, is going to be more of use the tight ends, which Rivers likes to do anyway. Use Mo Alley Cox and, and the mismatches that he creates and, and then use. Uh, Michael Pittman, the rookie, who's I think six four, uh, can kind of get that big body and shield some guys off. So far, he's he's been running lots of slants and curls and and you know those kind of routes. And I think you're going to see a lot of that. And then if the Jets do creep up, then that's when they'll try to go to Hilton over the top. George, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and in particular, Quentin Nelson might be the best guard in the league. And he has been as dominant as you can be, including one particular play that you mentioned to me before we started recording. Talk to me a little bit about what Jets fans are going to see from this Colts offensive line on Sunday, especially as it pertains to Mr. Nelson. I think if you take a guard number six overall in the draft, you better have a really good feeling about it. You better you better be right. You know, something's going to haunt you for the rest of your career. You miss on that. I think the Colts had a feeling that Nelson was going to be an absolute difference maker for this team. And so far... Uh, through you know two years and, and two weeks, he's been everything they thought more. Pro Bowler both years, All Pro both years. Uh, I think you the violence kind of stands out. That's what we usually talk about. That that's what you see Brian Baldinger uh, breaking down every every week on Twitter, just how physical he is, and then throwing guys out of the way and all the pancakes. But I think sometimes it gets lost how athletic he is too. And and that was against the Vikings. There was one play in particular where Anthony Costanzo got beat. And for whatever reason, I don't know how many linemen even think this way, for whatever reason, he kind of catches in his peripheral vision what's going on on the edge. He immediately peels off of that block. Kelly's got his man. He's fine. And he gets back to his spot and, and clips Yannick Ngakwe. He's done that sort of thing, you know, going back to his days at Notre Dame. There's a, there's a clip out there from his time. I think they were playing Georgia. It might have been LSU. Uh, he goes all the way down the line, and, and he gets a linebacker, a blitzing linebacker, and saves his quarterback there with the Irish. I don't know what you know what kind of mind that takes, what kind of football mind uh, that takes to, to even think of these things, but that's been Quentin Nelson, and that's what I would expect to see again on Sunday. You know, d- Despite all appearances, he's not superhuman. He will be beat uh, every now and again, but he's just he's all over the field. Sometimes it seems like there's three or four of them out there 
uh, and it's it's been a real weapon. I, I don't know how many guards you can say that about, but he's been a real weapon for this offense in Indy. Let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. We talked about Malik Hooker before. What else do we need to know about this Indianapolis defense that is ranked so highly, even after you texted me, George, after week one, <laughs> telling me that the Jets were going to get back on track when Darnold completed 95% of his passes against the Colts, and then you texted me again after last week and said, maybe not. They destroyed Minnesota, and now they seem poised to have a big game against the Jets. I say seem because this is the NFL, so nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. But tell me a little bit about what changed from week one to week two and what was so dominant. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the NFL in 2020, too, so there's definitely nothing guaranteed. You have no idea. I mean, you go back to that that game on Sunday, one of the most remarkable things is, and I haven't mentioned him yet, they, they lost Rocky Sen hours before kickoff. You know, starting corner, a second-year guy they got high hopes for this year. Uh, actually, one of the guys who kind of acquitted himself fairly well in that Jacksonville game. And he had some kind of stomach ailment. There's still not a, a lot of details about what happened there exactly. But he had some kind of stomach ailment. They took him out of the locker room, put him into an ambulance, took him to a local hospital, got diagnosed there. He's still not back at practice yet this week. Uh, at this point, doesn't look like he's going to play on Sunday either. But they found that out hours before kickoff. Uh, somewhere early in the second half, Xavier Rhodes, the other starting corner, got cramps and, and went out and didn't play the rest of the day. So they were playing TJ Carey, who's a free agent pickup uh, from the Browns, and a rookie and Isaiah Rogers, a sixth-round pick. And they still were able to, to keep that pressure on and, and not let the Vikings get anywhere. And really the biggest difference that I saw is it, the secondary got so much more aggressive. Against the Jaguars, it was a lot of laying back and and let soft zones and and letting Gardner Minshew kind of pick them apart, which is what Darnold was able to do uh, in 2018 against this defense. And that that's why I sent that text uh, after week one, because Minshew much, you know, I think Darnold has the same capability. Minshew, they were rolling him out. You know, the pressure was there. He got sacked four times. The pressure was there, but they were rolling him out. He was making plays on the run, uh, hitting guys who were open in these zones. And it, it looked like, honestly, it looked like he was a dad on Thanksgiving Day playing catch with his kids in the front yard. There, there was no resistance in the secondary. And then all of a sudden against Minnesota, they got up against these receivers. They got up in guys' faces. They got physical. They had three interceptions. Uh, I think Cousins finished 11 of 26. It was like a completely different defense, a lot more man coverage, uh, matchup zone when they did play zone, just a much more aggressive uh, back end situation. And then I think the biggest change for this defense through two weeks from last year is, is that front four. They obviously brought in DeForest Buckner, paid a hefty price to get him, traded away their first round pick, gave him a, I think a four year, $84 million deal uh, when he got here. And the idea was that they were not going to get pushed around up front the way they have in the last couple of years. And so far, even against Jacksonville, like I said, they had four sacks there. They had three more on Sunday. Uh, this line has been a problem. They've, they've been getting into the secondary, making plays. Uh, the first half against the Jaguars, they didn't do a great job against the run game. I think that uh, Robinson, the, the undrafted running back, caught him by surprise a little bit. I don't think they were as prepared for him as they should have been. Uh, but they, they focused on Dalvin Cook on Sunday, and they were able to take him out of the game early, and that only made it life tougher on Kirk Cousins. I, I think that's the strength of this football team right now, that front four. Denico Autry's playing really good at one end. 
Grover Stewart has, has really transformed himself in the last couple of years at one of the tackle spots. The force Buckner has been as advertised so far. And Justin Houston continues to, to have found like a fountain of youth so far in Indy. Uh, he had another half sack on Sunday. He's got one and a half this year, had 11 last year. They'll get after your quarterback. That That's one thing that, that seems to be consistent with this team. It's just a matter of what happens in the secondary behind them. George, let's talk coaching here. We know that the Colts have a major edge in coaching, especially on the offensive side of the ball. What do you expect to see done here by the Colts, both offensively and defensively, to try and counter whatever strengths it is that the Jets supposedly have? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it'll be interesting to see because, as we talked about earlier, I think the strength of this offense is that kind of up-the-gut power running, but I'm not sure that that's what you want to do against the Jets. I'm not sure. With, with Quinn and Williams, is probably one of the guys that you'd rather go away from uh, and not let him make plays and, and change games because he's probably the guy on that Jets. From my outside looking in, he's probably the guy on that Jets defense most likely to change a game and, and, and put you in a bad situation. So I wonder if they won't be a little more Naheem Hines, maybe even Jordan Wilkins involved, trying to attack the edges in that running game maybe a little bit more. I think they would have loved to have had Paris Campbell for this game and, and let him make plays. Uh, but I do think this will be a big game again uh, where where Rivers is going to want to go to Mo Cox, let him use that size and athleticism, former basketball player at VCU, let him go up and get some balls and, and make plays that way down the field and then use Michael Pittman the way they did on, on Sunday and, and let him kind of be a possession guy and, and get you those five to seven yards and catch those tough third down conversions. I think they'll probably try to attack that way on offense and defensively. I think they got to stay aggressive because I think they found out the last time they went against Sam Darnold, if they let him throw into those soft zones, he'll 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 completely take them apart. You know, I, I know uh, the Jets probably wanted to finish a few more of those drives. I think they had a record for field goals in that game. Uh, they put a lot of points on the board two years ago, and they won that game in a situation where a lot of people thought it, it was a week the Colts would get healthy, and they didn't. And I think the Colts uh, a lot a lot has changed here, obviously in two years. A lot has changed in New York in two years, but I still think there's enough guys who kind of went up to MetLife that Sunday who probably will know not to just completely overlook this game. And and the guys who weren't there, most of them were here last year when Miami came in and beat them at Lucas Oil. Uh, in another situation where going in, people felt like it, it would be a big win for the Indianapolis. So I think the Colts at times have struggled when they're the heavy favorite. I think they need to be aggressive and they need to attack early. They need to get Darnold rattled and, and they need to play uh, that aggressive coverage in the backfield, make it difficult on him, not give him any reason to get confident and get hot and get things going. We should see two very interesting matchups, if nothing else, this Sunday. And those two matchups are Quentin Nelson versus Quinnen Williams. And on the other side of the ball, Makai Becton versus Justin Houston. Justin Houston, as you said, Seems to have found the fountain of youth in Indianapolis, but perhaps the big ticket will age him a little bit. It remains to be seen, but it's going to be a really fascinating matchup. Both of those are well worth keeping your eye on. George, before we run, got to put you on the spot. What's your prediction here? What do you think is going to happen? I just have a gut feeling it's going to be a closer game than it should be. I, I think the Colts will win. I think it's going to be something around 27 to 21. I just, I still have memories of Darnold sitting in a rocking chair and and sipping a lemonade and, and just kind of picking a receiver. I know he doesn't have the weapons he had in 2018, uh, but I, you know, I know that he's a guy that, that isn't afraid to, to kind of stand in the pocket and, and get out and make plays when he has to, take hits, 
Uh, I don't know if it's so much not afraid or it's just been something he's had to do, whether he wants to or not throughout his career. Uh, but I, I think he's going to make some plays on Sunday. I think this game is going to be a little bit tighter than people expect. If you are a betting man and you believe in George's prediction right there, you may want to head over to our friends at my bookie and place a wager because the Colts are 10.5-point favorites over the Jets. So if you think the Jets can keep it close this Sunday, you could make some real money at my bookie, get up to $1,000 in free bets, and double your first deposit when you head over there now and use the promo code Overtime, if you want, you can bet on the game. Like I said right now, the spread is 10.5 points the Colts are favored by. You could do some over-under action, lots of prop bets. You can also bet on futures, how many games the Jets may win this year, or how many games you think the Colts are going to win this year. Either way, you can do all of that at my bookie. Just head over there now, use the promo code OVERTIME, and you'll get yourself up to $1,000 in free betting and double your first deposit. George Bremer, my buddy, covering the Colts for CNHI in Indianapolis and, of course, the Herald Bulletin in Anderson, Indiana. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. I got to tell you, man, the only thing that I'm upset about is that this isn't a home game for the Jets because then I know you would have been coming in to cover the game <laughs> for CNHI and I could have taken you out for a really good slice of New York pizza. Maybe a couple of years here, right? It does seem like it's a yearly thing now. So hopefully hopefully we'll be back soon and, and get back to the Big Apple, and, and I'll take you up on that. Fingers crossed, George, because I've got a pepperoni slice with your name on it, buddy. For anybody that's unfamiliar with your work, why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can check you out, follow you on social media, read your stuff, especially leading up to this game with the Jets and the Colts. They can add to your web traffic by reading things from the Colts' point of view. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think at this point there's there's few enough days left. They'll, they won't even hit the paywall yet. So you know that that's a bonus too. Uh, you go to haroldbolton.com. Uh, that's where all my work is, and and the links are always on my Twitter account at GM Bremer. I really appreciate it. I love coming on, and and who knows, you know, uh, it's 2020. Maybe there'll be another meeting this year. At this point, it, it seems completely unlikely, but you never say never these years, right? I suppose nothing's impossible, and this has been an extremely strange year, but if the Colts and Jets are playing each other in the playoffs, I will definitely be very surprised, and we'll leave it at that for right now. <laughs> George Bremer, thanks so much for coming on. Make sure that you're following George on Twitter, at GM Bremer, and reading his work over at the Herald Bulletin and CNHI Sports. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.